do we want to talk about one year ago today when I didn't make the money? Stop! Yes! Hey, babe, let's talk about money. Because you know we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to talk about money for the same reasons we're not supposed to talk about racism. Systems of oppression require denial and more than a little delusion to survive. Hello and welcome. I'm Serena Hicks and I just entered the money chat. We're talking about money, money mindset, and how to replace the social norm of a scarcity mindset with the creative regenerative power of holy wow money. Let's frickin' go. Hey there, hi there, ho there. I am so excited for today's episode. I want you to know this episode is coming at you with the very first guest on Serena Hicks is Talking About Money again. And this guest is my friend and client, Catherine Brooks. Catherine! Okay, I want you to know that Catherine is wearing a gold chunky chain necklace with what looks to be a shark's tooth dipped in gold. If you don't know Catherine, go find her on the socials specifically to see this necklace because it's like, it's Catherine in one image. It's so you in so many ways. It's like, it's shiny, it's elegant, it's beautiful. What is happening here? Is that a shark's tooth? Um, It is. This was the first moment of abundance mindset that I stepped into because I had wanted this necklace for no less than three years, but kept telling myself, well, one day when I have enough money, when I have enough money, and I would check back maybe every six months and just look at it on the website. And at the very start of the last Big Happy Money Mastermind, you had said something about, well, if we're always in waiting for the things that we desire, we are still living into some scarcity. And I was like, fuck it, the necklace. I forgot about this story. Yes. And I was like, it's time. So I bought it and it's, it contains magical powers. Oh, it does. And it's so, it's so iconic and it's so you, like, it's such a, um, it's such a piece. Like, it's such a, like, if someone, like I said, you guys go see Catherine's socials, Catherine, who are you on Instagram? So they can go look. Yes. Find the shark tooth at (laughs) Kath Brooks, K-A-T-H-B-R-O-O-K-S. That I is it. it's You're full welcome. bling. Full bling. It's it's so bling, but it's so many things. It's like um yeah, it's like it's uh, it's iconic and it's very you. And I totally forgot that it was something that you did in the last slash final big happy money mastermind, which you guys is where our story begins. Okay, so just to like highlight for you, um get a beverage of your choice, check Kath Brooks at Instagram, like settle because I think we're about to blow your mind because we had a conversation yesterday that I started recording this being like we should have recorded that shit we should have recorded it It was pure magic I was moved to tears at some point um so our story begins oh I should just explain to you guys so I am at least as the as this is being recorded still enrolling for the holy wow mastermind some of you are like why is it not called big happy money it's, it's a little different. Energetically, it's a little different. And just like I changed the name. So Big Happy Money was a season where I was much more like, let's make money fun. It is fun. And it's filled with love, which is still true. I just noticed as people learn to make and have money, it's a spiritual experience. It can really, truly only be described as a spiritual experience, which is not always rainbows and daisies and glitter. There is reverence and um, it's nothing short of like a holy transformation. So that is where I was like, we need to call it holy wow money. Cause holy wow, which really stands for me being like, holy fuck, but we can't say that all day, every day. It's not appropriate everywhere. So holy wow, everybody's welcome as a concept. So Catherine reminded me at the start of this recording that we actually, and so I want you to know, you changed my business. I don't know how much we've talked about this, but something that I used to be like, I will die on this hill and my work with you, Catherine, I'm like, nope. This is the exception. I used to be 100% hell-bent, couldn't convince me otherwise until you, that when the client was like, okay, like I'm gonna come back next time. To me, it was like now or never. I didn't fully understand as I do now, like there's always more clients, seasons, 
and like divine timing. I thought I did, but like this work unfolds itself. So, okay. So Catherine applied for the Big Happy Money 2.0. There were three different rounds of the mastermind. So Big Happy Money 2.0, Catherine applied, was like, okay, here's the deal. And then like, hey, can I make payments? And then in the end was like, I'm not going to be able to make the payments. And so I remember refunding your deposit and being like, cool, here's the refund minus the fees. Y'all, I never eat those fees. And being like, okay, well, like, I wish you well. And I like remember taking myself for a walk being sad for like no practical reason other than I thought like, oh, she's cool. She'd be really cool. And so I, sorry, I was disappointed. Let me use my words better. Like I remember taking myself for a walk and I remember thinking like, okay, well, like moving on. So then I was surprised and delighted, but mostly surprised to see your application on the 3.0. I was like, oh my God, someone said they'd be back and they really are. Did you know people do that? That's probably one of those things that you hear doesn't happen because maybe the no has subtext that's like secretly it I don't think it's a good fit to work with you or something like that and really for me in the moment that moment I was like I did not have it yeah. to make up to make the 15k no. at that time I was so stressed about it I was completely yeah. overextended totally ran myself ragged trying to do it and was like there will be another time Give me six months. This was so, such good magic for me because just what you said, it's like you weren't ready, not in a bad way. You were devoted, but you weren't ready. And previously, I just remember thinking like it's now or never, which I think has served me and I coach most of my clients, as you know, like not from the scarcity point of view of now or never, but most people do, just like you were explaining with the shark tooth necklace, like someday, and there's just a, habit of waiting in our society. And then, you know, people wake up on their deathbeds or two years later and they're like, no progress has been made. And it's like, well, yes, because you've not made the progress. And there is a difference between someone saying, I'll be back, which is really just their people pleasing way of saying no to the service provider in the consult versus someone being like, I'll be back. And I would point out, I was like, okay, you were fully released energetically in my world. And I just love that was a reminder to me that like, no, there is divine timing and applying and going through that process did change you. And you were discerning when it was like, yeah, I just can't do this. And it's so funny because my brain hadn't noticed there was a mastermind that I applied to, excuse me, I wanted to apply to, and it had a $1,000 deposit and I did not have the thousand dollars just to apply. And I'd like gone through 20 minutes of filling out the application. And I had this whole story in my head of like, if I got in, I would like drive to my mom's house and explain to her like the importance and blah, 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 blah. And then I literally did not have cash nor credit, none. In case anyone's confused, I was busy being broke, had zero ways to find enough to make the $1,000 application fee. And I just remember like being devastated. It was December of 2019 and I was devastated. And it was definitely a pivotal part in my life and business because I remember being like, I'm applying in December of 2020. It was November of 2020 and I did. And so I think this is something we have in common is I just remember being like, I am applying this time next year and I will sure as shit have a thousand dollar application fee. And I sure as shit will put myself in that room. And I sure as shit did. And even that didn't change your belief that people don't come back. No, but I think the difference is my brain didn't catch. I guess I, I don't, I mean, welcome to brains, you guys. My brain didn't catch that. I was like coming back to me. I was always in. Oh, so I didn't notice just like you, you were always in, you were like, I'll see you in six months. You weren't kidding. And so it's just funny. Cause like, again, you expanded me and my business and recognizing like, Hey, and so I'm sorry, let me be very clear for everyone who's listening. This expanded my business because I think I'm pretty great at getting a no when I was on one-on-one consults, like a firm no. So this is different because I was selling through like, you know, you can apply to be my mastermind, not necessarily an actual consult. So it's like, you reminded me that like, yeah, some people are going to circle back. Everybody is not my client within our first meeting. And when the client is ready, they show up and there's always more clients and so on and so forth. So like you apply for 3.0 and I'm like, oh shit, Catherine Brooks back in the house. You got in to the big happy money mastermind 3.0. Can you share the story about how that went for you? I would love to. Did I also apply that time not knowing how I was going to pay for it? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought you 
had the plan and then applied. You're like, no, no, I applied. Say more. I just knew that I was coming back. And so I was going to fill out the application, send in the deposit, the 1K, and figure it out if I was in. And I didn't actually know if I was going to be accepted given that the last time it hadn't worked out. So when I was, I was thrilled and an idea came to me. And I thought, I am going to ask a friend to borrow the 15K. And I think the universe, yes, had planted an idea in my head a couple of months before with this friend in particular. And so he popped right to mind and I thought, you know, I'm going to ask. And that was one of the biggest transformations I've ever had, that phone call. And I coached myself up. I did a big meditation. I got myself, even though I was nervous, to a place where I knew that his answer was not going to affect our friendship. Say more about that because so often, so many people are like, if I'm scared, I shouldn't do it. Or they're sort of running from their fear. So they like sort of sprint with a slight maniacal energy towards like, hey, so-and-so, I need you to loan me this money. And like, it's like attached slash, if you don't do this, I'm mad. Yes. That's a good question. One, I was like, this is so precious. He told me he had never loaned a friend $1. And I had never asked a friend to borrow a dollar. Right. And I want to point out for listeners, because I'm like, I know this part of the story, like this is not a romantic partner because my getting into my first mastermind involved like borrowing 9,000 from my partner at the time who, you know, we shared a home and a bed. It was still a huge ask. He wasn't my husband, but like we shared a home and a bed. So I love it. This is a true like platonic friend. 15K. Exactly. And I think the reason I didn't go run screaming attached is because our friendship is already, it's built on a sound foundation. We have a lot of mutual respect. We speak to each other clearly. And so coming with an ask like this, it felt like we had already created space for this level of vulnerability. And so it almost would have been disrespectful to the friendship to come in with hair on fire and I need it tomorrow. Can you make up your mind? Right. But I still love, because you found the sweet spot and you put, let me replace, you you found it, but you put yourself in the sweet spot of, I want this, I'm devoted to this. I'm going to do what I can to create this, but I'm not going to make him responsible for my results. Like I'm responsible. Can you remember, and I mean, it's been a minute, but can you remember like, a prevalent thought or feeling? I knew it was really bold. Mm. And so mm. I felt bold in asking. Mm-hmm. But I think even without it being conscious, I had an inkling that even the ask could make us closer. Ah. Uh. Everybody, rewind just to listen to that part again. I had an inkling that even the ask could make us closer. Asking is always, always, always like a request for connection. I also want to offer criticism is usually a request for connection. It's like when we're disconnected, we criticize ourselves or others. But like asking is just a like, God, we are... We are pack animals. We are wired for connection. We are wired for support. And where I think our current society is so jumbled is it's like we have this hyper independence, which is an illusion. And then we shame and blame ourselves or others when we don't feel resourced enough. So then we attack ourselves and others from a shame or blame point of view when we quote need something instead of asking, not when we need it from a white hot, oh shit, but from a like, I'd really fucking love this. Is this possible? And you didn't say this, but I want to make sure everybody listening is, I mean, you probably noticed listeners, but like with such love and respect for yourself, for your desire, for this business that you were like, I want to be in this mastermind to support my business. And for this person who you're like, I think you can help me do this. Like just love and respect 
everywhere. So good. Mm. So he said yes. He said yes. Yes. And we we had a really amazing back and forth. And he asked me what would happen if you're not able to pay it back. Like we had that conversation. And I said, I believe that both of us have the tools to handle that and to not have that impair the friendship. Mm. And I really trusted that. That's huge. Because fun fact, if a friend didn't pay me 15K, like I got beef. I got beef. And (laughs) you're you're like, huh, I'm gonna work on that. I'm just saying, you're like, nope, we have the tools. Don't think we're gonna get there. But I also love, and again, it reflects the love and respect that you guys clearly had already well-established for each other. Because we know, here I'm talking about money again, you guys, when it's all just like hope for the best, not be like, hey, well, what does happen if this doesn't get paid back? Hey, what's our payback schedule? Like anytime you're just like, you know, covering your eyes and hoping for the best, like you're not in ownership, you're not in the driver's seat. And I love that, of course, he was like, well, what would it look like at this? And of course you had answers. You weren't like, I I don't know, that that had never happened is, you know, not an answer. Right. And that was even an opportunity to get clear myself. I was like, this is the beginning of the learning of the changing of my money mindset right here. So good. So good. Okay. So you joined the Big Happy Money Mastermind and how'd you do? Was it fun? Short commercial, short. The very brief is yes, it was so much fun. The connection with the master booze was Mm -hmm. so epic and the peer coaching in particular to really experience so many different styles of coaches Mm -hmm. was totally Mm life-changing my money mindset really needed some work i despite being able to identify the thoughts of scarcity was still predominantly living there and I just didn't have a map out. It, uh, that was what I grew up with and had known mm-hmm. and lots of family lineage had lived in that story. And so I really needed not only to figure out how to move into a different type of mindset, but to see it and to see mm-hmm. other people walking that walk. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful. That's the difference between reading a book about it and immersing yourself and I'm definitely a jump off the high dive kind of gal. I mean, these are the things we have in common. We learn by doing. So it's like, okay, let's figure it out. And actually, I love the analogy of jumping off a high dive because if you do it wrong, it will hurt. And, and we learn by doing. It's the thing. Okay, so that is amazing. And I love it. Here's the part where I want to tell all the listeners. When I decided, <laughs> that's not really accurate. When the Holy Well Mastermind decided it needed to come to life through me, I'm not, I'm like, I'm sure I consented because I am a vessel, but it definitely um, didn't all go down the way I thought. So I think my marketing and announcing the Holy Well Mastermind was not ideal, but we learn by doing. So it was like October. No, it was November. It was early November because all these things hit at once. Um, My big brother passed away November 5th of 2018. So that's always a season where everything gets heavy and my grief and, you know, what could have been. And he was 47 when he passed away. So like, you know, that is way too soon and all of these different things. And so I think I honestly sent, no, I do know. I sent exactly three emails and like, I think four posts being like, there's a mastermind. It's totally different. We're doing two live events. And if you feel called, tell me like that was the marketing. So, you know, maybe not my entirely finest work. And I remember being delighted because one of the humans who signed up um it's it's a perfect fit hard stop the end and then i remember seeing your email i think the day after i said enrollment was closed and by the way if you're listening at this instant it's not closed you can still get in send me a message but i think i was like it's closing on like november 2nd or whatever and you like emailed me the exact next day and i want to read that email are you okay with that please do okay great so oh yes this came in on november 3rd at 11 a.m Hello! Exclamation point. I want to be in the Holy Wow Mastermind. I know I'd be a great fit and that the mastermind would be a great fit for me, given how far my business and self-concept have come. Here is what's going to happen. I love that, you guys. 
<laughs> Catherine writes, here is what's going to happen. I'm going to make the money between now and end of year. Then we're going to get on a recording device and tell the story of how I wanted to join Big Happy Money 2.0, but didn't yet have the skills to make money, especially under time pressure. And then I joined 3.0. And then came another money-making under time pressure opportunity. And I absolutely hit it out of the park. Hey, how's that for a client testimonial? I've changed so much since 3.0 started. Just watch the new me sign some clients. What is happening? <laughs> Catherine Brooks. <laughs> I love that on November 3rd. Watch me hit it out of the park. Here's how it's going to happen. Who are you? What was that? Tell us what inspired that email. It was so good. Everyone should know that Serena loves when people take ownership for the results that they want. Yes. Yes. And are fully responsible. Yeah. And so I had no idea how I was going to make the now 20K investment. Yeah. Yeah. More money. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wanted to continue. Mm -hmm. And even if the concept was changing, I was in. Yep. And it just felt so right. And so much this year has just felt right, including reaching out to the friend to ask for the loan mm -hmm. for the last one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what I'm going off of this year. It feels so right. I mean, amazing. So I wrote your name on the short list of like, it's a list. I always, guys, I do that. I've done it, I think, for every mastermind. Like who signs up in what order, just to glance at and um, be energetically connected with. So I was like, all right, she's in. Moving on. So then a few weeks ago, which is funny. Oh, so, you know, I reopened applications, that whole thing. So a few weeks ago, this is December 14th, mm -hmm. December 14th. I'm going to read you guys another email. And then we're going to talk about the love and money and all of the details. Trying to make it a cliffhanger for you because it has been fun to watch. On December 14th, I get an email. Serena, my heart is racing as I type this. I'm laying out my thinking. <laughs> I'm not editing for brevity. So you can learn more about me as my coach. And so you can see how a client of yours makes a decision. I'm a full body yes, all capital letters to the Holy Well Mastermind. And I'm applying. So by applying, you guys, Catherine was submitting the actual application with a $1,000 non-refundable, like this is my application fee. So Catherine wrote, um, I'm applying before I know how I'm figuring out the money. Here's why. Then she bolds the following word, congruence. My role is to invite my clients into integrity with themselves into saying yes to what they truly desire, even when it's terrifying and defies all odds. As their coach, I go first. If I don't apply or if I wait for the money first, I'd be out of integrity with what I invite them to do. You shared about a coach who preaches personal freedom. Oh yeah. And then works for a prison system. Truly uh, an acquaintance of mine. And yes, um, to feel a full body yes here and not do everything I can to make it happen. Ain't how I roll. So if you're in agreement, I'm going to submit my application today and pay in full by 1231.22. And then we're celebrating. Big. Mark my words. Thanks for everything you've taught me. More to come. Good. Okay. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, she already said she was going to do it. Like I, 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 it was on my B list of like, yeah, Catherine's going to do it. But I was like, game on. This is going to be so fun to watch. So then I was like, we have to do a podcast. Don't worry. I didn't. We're doing it now. So can you recall thoughts, feelings, motivations, other than what we wrote? Like that was the moment where I thought, oh, I'm just going to sell yeah. enough coaching to cover. Yep. And that was starting to feel not guaranteed because I hadn't sold coaching yet for, mm -hmm. to pay for this right in the time frame. And so that was the moment where I switched from, I'm going to sell and use that money to pay for it to mm. I'm going to do whatever I have to, to get the money. And I'm not just going to fingers crossed, hope I sell two packages. Ah, uh, did everybody hear that? I'm going to do whatever I have to, to get the money. And I'm not just going to fingers crossed, hope I sell two packages. That is the CEO boss vibes. That's, that's revolutionary because especially as women, we have been socialized, take what we get or quote, wait our turn or wait for a convenient time. Like it's never supposed to inconvenience anyone ever, including us. And like you sending this email was like, you were willing to be inconvenienced. You were willing. And I, I wanna make sure if you guys are listening to me by be inconvenienced, not from a punitive point of view, from a, I love value and respect myself and my desires so much 
but I will be inconvenienced if that is what ultimately nourishes and or protects my choices. Like, whoa. I had so much fun. I literally remember being in my office. My desk was up. I have a, you know, up down desk. And I was like, woo, Kath Brooks coming in hot, coming in hot. This is going to be fun to watch. I was laying in bed when you responded and said, I accept your terms. And I was like, it's fucking (laughs) on. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, how do you respond to this? I accept your terms. That's my response. Done. Yes. Okay. What happened? Tell everyone the story. But wait, before you go into the story, I want to like skip forward to the end. When we chatted yesterday and we're like screaming and stuff, you were like, there's so much love. There's been so much love in this process. So much love. Will you start with the love just so people (laughs) don't get confused? Like what this is all always about. Yeah. I never, a year ago, if you had told me, if you ask people for money that could bring you closer, I (laughs) would have thought we spoke different languages and definitely lived on different planets. And I'm actually a little bit struggling to let all the love in. I've noticed I've had some tension to fully, fully, fully let it all in because it takes me, it like doubles the size of my heart. It's huge. It's terrifying. And I'm so grateful that you shared that with everyone. I always think it's interesting when I talk about we have to expand our capacity to receive, not just money, love, appreciation from ourselves, from our clients from our strangers. And so often I think people think I'm like being weirdo version of me. I'm like, no, bitch, I am breaking this down for you. Your current capacity to receive is your current results. So how much money do you have? How often do you get the desires that you want? How many clients do you have? Like, that's it. So if you want more in any area, friends, you're going to get to expand your capacity to receive. And as Catherine knows well, I like the analogy of it's it's like a real stretch as you expand. Think baby in birth canal stretch. It's not Zen all day. It doesn't need to be horrific. It doesn't need to be terrifying all day, but like you have let a lot of love in. So it would make sense that your nervous system is like, but is this safe? Is this too much? Are we too big? Have we gone too far? Yeah. Should we just stay in fetal position on the floor? Cause that feels right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I enjoy child pose. I enjoy long walks in nature. Like, yes, to soothing the nervous system. We don't just tell it like, calm down. No, we calm it down. We do hot baths. We do self-hugs. We do what we can to support our nervous system relaxing into the new normal. And in case anyone is not tracking, but I know you're all excellent trackers, this is key for growing a business. If your current capacity to receive love is limited to, let's make up something, 50 hearts, and you're working on growing a multi-million dollar business, which would be the equivalent energetically of 500,000 hearts, then you will have to expand your capacity to receive and hold more hearts. We're making a new measure, Catherine, hearts. Trademark that. Yes. But like, do you know what I mean? Like whatever the energy is, it's like, you can't build the multi-million dollar business with the exact current capacity of what you can receive and hold and tolerate. So I love you modeling and I want to make sure everyone listening is tracking. It's like, right. Of course, Catherine's business is going to grow a, because Catherine has decided B because Catherine is stubborn about this decision, but C in this process, you have birth canal stretched your capacity to have to tolerate, to hold. And I want to remind everyone back to birth canal. So fun, so feminine, so not patriarchy approved. We expand and there's a slight contraction. We expand and there's a slight contraction. It's two steps forward, one step back, nothing has gone wrong. It's not linear. It's not a straight arrow in one direction. It's expand, contract a little bit, expand, contract a little bit, pausing in between, all is well. Mm. Okay. So the love, the love, that was like my favorite part. I like was taking notes on our call and I just wrote down love three times because you were like, Some people who said, yes, so much love. Some people said, no, so much love and connection. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell us, tell us, how did you, how did you procure $20,000 in a few weeks? Like a couple. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's who you are now. Oh, 
I desire, not need, I desire $20,000. Like Absolutely. Everyone catch this. It's like Catherine was like, I require $20,000 for this thing. Not need, but require $20,000 because I want to do this thing. Exactly. Because I want to. And that's so mm-hmm. defiant for the socialization that women get. One, don't connect with your desires. Two, don't receive. Sure shit, don't ask. Like maybe you can receive, but you shouldn't be asking. That is part of the like blow up of old self in the best way. Like you shed an old patriarchal programming skin and that like you weren't just like, okay, but as long as I can sell it or maybe I could get a new credit card. And you guys stay on task here. It's about Catherine created her desires. The end. I want this. I choose this. I desire this. So all of the obstacles in my way are for me to clear. None of them are stop sign. They're all like, oh, great. Here's my opportunity for growth. Let's roll. So break it down for me. Were you like, hey, Sally Sue, can you loan me 20K? Like, were you like, I'm going to sell it? Like, play by play. What happened? All right. So after I sent that last email, I said, I am going to borrow the money because that will guarantee that I have the investment by the date. And I will continue to sell, but I'm not going to rely on new clients basically putting the onus on my new clients to pay for this. I was like, I'm going to borrow it. Okay. So I want to point out to everyone listening. Sorry to interrupt you yet again. Had Catherine been like, I'm going to do this and I have to sell and I'm going to sell never in a billion years would have worked because as you said, it would be putting onus on clients. Like I want to do this and you are the how, why sometimes and this bothers some of you, just me talking about money. We create money. It does not always come from our first choice preference. That is part of the sacred work and learning to surrender and be in concert with the divine. The divine is not an AT fucking M. It's not, I desire this and therefore I will sell three clients at this point in the next week. Gimme. No, it's much more of a, I desire this and I know I'm in co-creation and then we're putting puzzle pieces together, but tends to, (laughs) I have found when we are particularly rigid about how the money can come for it, like it's good money as in so-and-so has to loan it to me, or I have to sell clients in this one business. I've had a client who was like, I mean, obviously she kills it everywhere, but she was like angry one day because she was making more money as a consultant than a coach. And I'm like, fish, you got all sorts of money coming in. You don't get to be angry about that. Like we, we love and welcome all the money. And as that happened, her coaching income grew because she wasn't, "Ah, I want money, but not from coaching. It was like, you know, I mean, sorry, not from consulting. It was like, However, it comes to me is fine. I'm a coach. I'm just going to grow my business. However, it comes is fine. And from that open vibe, of course, things shifted. So love that you were like, yeah, I'm going to grow my coaching business one way or another. My clients are not required for me to grow my coaching business. They are not responsible for me creating this 20K and I'm sure as shit creating it. So I'm going to find me some lender. Okay. Love that. By the way, I had a blueprint because that's what I tried last December and it did not work. Oh my God. It's almost like we learned by doing. So I love that you're like blueprint that one time it didn't work. I used that data to inform this time will work. Oh, genius. So I was very calm this time, surprising, Mm -hmm. even surprising to me because Mm -hmm. I knew that this was right for me. And I kept really checking in with myself and it was like, yep, this is the right next step for you. And so I said, okay, I am totally responsible to make this 20K. I'm going to borrow it. And so I started by asking for 10K from two different places. One was from my dad and one was from some family friends. And Mm -hmm. I decided I would always have the potential of 20K on the table. So if one of them said no, I was going to replace that potential with another ask. So that there was always like the chips on the table. It's so abundant. Can you guys feel this? Listeners, can you feel that? Like, Catherine, you weren't like, I'm going to ask this one person for 20. And if they say no, I'm going to freak out because the table will feel proverbially empty. And then I'm going to ask someone else for 20K. And if they say no, I'll freak out because the table will be empty. It was like this. Okay, no one person other than you is responsible for creating this. And then I love that you like spread it out. So like, yep, nope. At any point, this is on the table and I'm moving it. Brilliant. Yes. So, and that just came to me. I was like, okay, we'll start here. 
So wait, how did it come to you? Every single move that I made to create this 20K dropped in. Mm-hmm. And they not all, all at once. It was like when one door closed, another idea dropped in, which is uh-huh. what they sort of talk about in like the world of alignment and being one with the universe. But I had never experienced in an embodied way before. I love that you recognize like, this is that shit that these people have been talking about, but now I'm experienced. I like to call it a divine download. And I like, uh, one of my mentors talks actually Simone, which is how we originally know each other. Like just follow the breadcrumbs, like fairy tale style. It's like one breadcrumb, next breadcrumb. Cause our brain wants to like, show me the entire 14 steps and promise me it'll work. And to just be like, this is the next right step. Let me do that. That was exactly it. I even had a thought of maybe I should list out 10 ways that I could make this and I'll just bam, 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 bam. And I just was like, no, that's really frantic. I'm just going to follow these ideas that are coming to me. It's almost like you were surrendered and in flow. Just going to offer that. Even though I don't think you felt in flow and surrendered joyfully all day, every day, in case you forgot. Correct. The only thing that would indicate that those two, two things were happening was that I did feel an inner calm that was new. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to do everything that comes through. I'm going to mm-hmm. act on every idea. Mm-hmm. And so if that leads me there, amazing. But I'm not going to try to pretend like I know more than these divine mm-hmm. breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Well done. Okay, so you're like, I'm asking dad, I'm asking family, friends. 10, 10 yes. on the table, roll. 10, 10. So I said, so I emailed both. Mm-hmm. In the note to dad, I said, I'm going to see you in a week for the holidays so we can talk about this in person. LOL, mm-hmm. in hindsight, that was a long wait for me. So um, <laughs> before I would have put a 24, 48 hour window on it, but that's what I laid out. Yep. And the the family friends got back to me shortly thereafter and they were a no mm-hmm. and they were so encouraging. And it's the first mm. time I've ever gotten to know for an ask like this. And they said, we're not able to, but you're a total rock star. You're going to do it. Full encouragement. I have chills and chills that you received it because there's so many people who, and me in the past, by the way, like there's a version of me, oh my God, probably just four or five years ago, where like, if I were in your shoes and they said no, and we like cheer for you and you're going to do it, I would have like fallen apart from the shame of my brain would have been like, I asked them and then I, I, and I love that you received the love and didn't, didn't let your brain run off with shitty stories. That was the first receiving of the love. Hmm. Which is so fun. I'm like, oh my God, they laid a foundation for you. Well, you did because you did the asking, but like how beautiful and let this be a reminder to everyone listening. You can always say no with love. Saying no is not quote hurtful. You can literally be like, no, and I'm cheering for you or, or whatever's true for you. But like, no is not quote bad. I feel so much closer to them now. They're mm. more invested in me and my business now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I had 10K on the table and I needed mm. another 10K on the table. Mm-hmm. And I had a wild idea to reach out to a relatively distant acquaintance who mm. I know through a larger community and who I know has invested in some of his friends' businesses. Mm. And it was a shot in the dark, mm-hmm. but it came through. So I sent him a long oh, that's note. So fun. Well, like it, like the idea came through. So I sent him. Oh, a long I note. was like, well, that was so quick. That was such an easy big win. You're like, no, that was the idea was to reach out. Okay, got it. I'm tracking. Yes. So I asked him for ten. Yeah. And we get on the phone, and he says, "I actually have a pretty clear mission for my investing, and this doesn't fit that. How about five? And I said, "Let's do it." So I had five down. <laughs> Five on the table. Five on the table. Hey, are you guys paying attention? Catherine's like, I have five out of 20. Okay. Do you see the joy energy and it's working? I have five out of 20. I only need 
$15,000 more in about a big week. Okay. Yes. Because so many of y'all would be like, that's not enough. And it would be Eeyore and a wet blanket vibes. And instead you were like, yeah, got five. Let's roll. Only 15 more. Only 15 more, less than a week and a half to go. (laughs) This is how you roll. And everyone listening, I hope you have like the chills as I think we're both geeking out. Like you get to decide how big of a game you're going to play. And remember, didn't work the first time Catherine came through. Like you have, Catherine has been working on this literally for a full calendar year. Not all day, every day, not white knuckling, but like you've earned this so big, which is why I wanted to share the story and like model it for everyone. Because I feel like nobody, nobody shares. I mean, okay. Someone somewhere shares this shit, but I want, I want to like reveal. So thank you for revealing. All right. So you have five down. I don't know who this person is, but I dig them. I dig him for being like, not what I do. How about five? Amazing. (laughs) Right. So I have five down. I still have 10 K in potential on the table through the reach out to dad, which we haven't had that conversation yet. And so then next comes the idea that I was really hoping I wasn't going to have to do, but it had been blooming in the back (laughs) of my mind. Why does that come up so often in the hero's journey slash every fucking time? Then it was like, I don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. You must do the thing that you think you cannot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Begrudgingly, this one was the most vulnerable, which was to ask friends. Well, it is the most vulnerable. And for anyone listening, if you didn't just like get the chip, like shivers, being like, whoa, Catherine is hardcore. Yeah. Even I am wide up. I'm like, yeah, I asked my partner at the time to borrow money. <laughs> like, hey, someone you have sex with, like, you know, eh, like this is, uh, yes, that, that felt, that felt more protected and less vulnerable than what you just said. <sighs> so, and mm. guys, we throw the word vulnerable around all day in coaching, especially when we talk about money. So I just want to like slow your roll and remember vulnerability, meaning that horrible fear that someone might reject you or shame you or be like, I can't believe, you know, like would make you wrong for asking. Like that's so powerful because vulnerable as in open to emotional perceived injury. And we're all coaches. So we all know, blah, blah, blah. What other people say and do doesn't hurt you, but we're also humans. And to ask a friend, and I'm guessing there was a version of me that was like, yeah, but I'm, I won't need to do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So now you're like, and I'm going to do the thing. Yes. And so I decided that because I had two weeks to do this, I decided to take action every day. So on a day where I was waiting to hear back, I would visualize myself at the New York event for the mastermind, sitting at the dinner table with all of the incredible people who are doing it. I would envision myself being on the Zooms and getting coached. And I really put myself in the future being a part of the mastermind. And it always felt so right. And so I I use that sort of as a little bit of fuel to help that vulnerability. You were, just as a reminder, because that was brilliant, you kept the reward in sight. And so many of us lose, we run out of fuel, if you will we get off track because it's like, think of ship leaving New York city to get over to like, I don't know, let's say we're, we're going to Ireland on a ship. Cause that's what you do in 2022. And it's like, when you leave New York, it's all fine. You got, we, we know where we're going. We've got the course set. We're going to navigate. It's in the middle of the ocean when you can't see land in any direction where it's like, okay, you've got to remember where you're going. Cause otherwise this is, this is where most dreams die. Like in the middle of the ocean, I can't see where I'm coming from. I can't see where I'm going fuck it. It doesn't matter. Give me a snack. This is not that bad. I don't need this. I don't want that. It's okay. Like that is the Bermuda triangle slash black hole of like where dreams die. And I think it's so brilliant that you already intuitively, but you, cause you're brilliant, but like you recognize that visualization was taking action was not the only action you took. And the brilliance in it is you kept the reward right in front of you. This is where I'm going. I can't see it yet, but this is where I'm going. You didn't let yourself get lost. Yes. Wow. So that felt like on the days when I really was just 
waiting to receive that response, I was still moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. felt important given the time frame. Mm-hmm. So I had the come to Jesus with myself. Oh my gosh, we have to do the friends route now. Mm-hmm. We're going to. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to nine friends and I sent them, which pause that I even have nine friends who I feel comfortable enough to ask for money. I mean, it's almost like an abundance of riches, an abundance of love, an abundance of friendship, an abundance of courage. Yeah. And so I put together this whole note. None of them are in the coaching world. So none of them understood (laughs) what. So I explained why. And though all of them know I'm a coach and super support my business. And so I included a video and I, before I sent each individual email, I sent the friend a voice note to say, Hey, kind of nervous to send this, but I'm about to send you an email with a big, bold ask. So if you're offline for the holidays or something, please just check your email. And I wanted them all to feel like, because some people just fully turn off and I didn't want a digital holiday to pass, pass by. Brilliant and beautiful that again, you set yourself up for success and you were taking care of yourself because yeah, people are offline. So instead of like sending out these, like, here's my heart feeling naked and exposed and vulnerable. Hopefully someone will get back to me someday. You were like quick text. It's a big, bold ask. It'd mean a lot if you'd like, guys, are you catching the bazillion ways, Catherine, that you so beautifully set yourself up for success at every opportunity? including this is a big, bold ask. I'd love it if you're offline, if you just check the email. A request, not a demand. But you didn't just like, I'm just going to send this out here and close my eyes and just hope, 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 hope someone gets back to me and it'll be really sad if they respond on January 4th being like, I would totally do this and it's too late. Brilliant. Proactive as fuck. Carry on, please. Yes. So of the nine, I got five yeses. Oh my God. I know. And all of the yeses were responded within minutes or hours. Everybody was so speedy. And of the no's, I still got incredible encouragement. More love. And the yeses came with, one came with a thank you letter to say, thank you for giving me an opportunity to contribute. It was like, thanks for giving me an opportunity to show up. And I never thought about it that way. But as we all move through the world, we don't always have opportunities outside of the big societally accepted milestones, like a wedding or a baby or, or things like that to show up in a way for our friends that we really care about. Mm -hmm. And I got, I'm halfway through the video. I'm already a yes. Where do I send the money? I got, haven't even finished the email. You know, I love you. Just sent. I mean, so incredible. So incredible. It's so beautiful. Everyone listening. I just want you to imagine vulnerability and then the responses. Like, what was that like in your nervous system? I immediately said, I have to save all of these because they're such beautiful little almost poems of Mm. what we've created in this dynamic together. And honestly, I will say after reading every single one, I probably opened Instagram and looked at like dog videos because I couldn't fully let it all in and I needed to distract myself. No, I think that was soothing. I don't think that was distracting. I think that was a fundamental like, okay, that's an avalanche of love. Yes. I'm really into it. Also, I'm wildly overwhelmed. Dog videos. Yeah. That's, that's, that is you actually soothing and securing a sense of normal slash safety, like love us an avalanche of blessings, but sometimes we need to be like, what? I need to catch my breath. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just watch some dogs come home to their owners who had been in the military. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So that brings us to, so we had the 5k on the table, then we had the 1k deposit that I had already submitted. And then the friends was 8k. So now we're at 14. And I was like, okay, I got a week. 
another six. So I decided to ask last year, I had asked a family member for three K when I tried the first time to get into Mm -hmm. big, happy money. That was the Mm -hmm. first time I'd ever asked anybody for money. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes. And I paid him back early and it was all so good. And this was actually the, the hardest ask for me because I thought I could, I want to go back to him. That's the next idea. But I was so embarrassed that a year later I would be asking for money again. Oh my God. I just want to pause here. Everyone feel into Catherine. Like you can just feel the truth in that. And I want to remind everyone, CEOs borrow money all the time to grow their business. The tech bros who I want to remind you, I'm not mad at. They teach us so much. They borrow and they borrow more and they borrow again. And sometimes it goes fantastically and sometimes it doesn't. That's the nature of the beast. And yet those of us socialized as female, those of us who are people of color, so many of us from historically marginalized communities who've been taught that safety is like assimilate, settle in, don't ask, don't need. There's such a shame component when we need something and need, I'm using the term loosely, but just like you said, like, oh my God, just a year later, you know, I need more. And it's like your brain forgets that you paid them back early. If it were a credit card company, you would know that your air quotes credit worthiness would be 100 out of 100 if it's like, oh, she took out this. If it were a PayPal loan for 3K and you paid it off early and paid all the fees, they're like, Psh, give her six next time. But when it's a human and we know what they can see that we're not where we dreamed we would be already. Again, so vulnerable that you were willing to take your mask off and what a loving relationship you must have with yourself and them to be like, okay, I'm going in. That one was the most vulnerable. And that person said, I don't have three, but I have two. Okay. And I said, all right, let's do it. So that brings me to 16K fully on the table. And I should also add that the 10K request that was out to dad was a no. Mm. So this was, that wasn't an opportunity. And so I said, okay, so now we're 16K on the table. Yes. We've got four more cashed out 401k. Yep. Been there, done that. <laughs> and worked out. Highly recommend for those who are who are, are are fully like, this is my business. This is my 401k. It's not for everyone. Let's be clear. And I learned in the last mastermind, one of the master booths said, Oh, I see my 401k as an investor in my business. And I had that thought in my head and I hadn't been at that company very long. So there wasn't, it wasn't a huge mm-hmm. amount. And so I was like, okay, that's 3k after all the fees and everything. Yep. And so now I'm at 19. Oh my God. <laughs> and I decided to ask one of the friends who already said yes. And who had already mm-hmm. sent funds. Mm-hmm. I decided to ask her for mm-hmm. an additional 1k. And her response, (laughs) yes. And her response in seconds was, "Oh, I was going to tell you that I would just, just match whatever needed to happen to make ends meet at the very end." Like she was. Oh my god, listeners, are you with me? Because I didn't know this part of the story, and I love it. It's like she was always all in. You just, you only had to ask. Ask and you shall receive was literally in play. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Like it was yours all along. Right? She just said, I'll make up the difference. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It was yours all along. And it's like entrepreneurship again and again is about puzzle pieces, piecing together puzzle pieces. And you know how you can put a puzzle together is you know that you will put the puzzle together. Like then you put the puzzle together, not... I will believe it once I put the puzzle together. You're like, well, no, obviously the pieces go together. I just have to figure out how the pieces go together. You model that so powerfully with this story. It's so fun. What are you most proud of yourself for? I said, any idea that comes to me, any divine download, I will do. 
Mm. I did not want to do the friends one. Sure. But I said, said, going back to that family investor from like, you're like, I didn't want to do that one either. (laughs) And you were willing. Why were you willing? Alignment with myself and with the universe was my word for the last mastermind. And I knew Mm. that this was the right next step. And so if I Mm -hmm. was going to be in alignment, there might be ideas that I were really going to stretch me. But if I said yes, it was saying yes to the alignment. Mm -hmm. Literally everything. Like money is never about money. Like this was not about the 20K. Like you are even more you now based on what you decided and then created in that order. And I kept thinking about the people I coach because they're going to be in that Bermuda Triangle and they're going to be in that place where it's like, whoa, 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 I have this idea, but that is way too scary. And it's like, if I'm always rooting for my dreams, I get to show them that they can too. Um, 100%. I have two thoughts here. First of all, will you please tell everyone who you coach? Yes. I coach incredible men and my mission on earth is to help men thrive. Hard. Yes. Catherine and I will rail against the patriarchy all day, every day. I tend to work with women and non-binary humans, although I do have some amazing men in my community. Catherine, men. And I just want to remind everyone, previous, I think, podcast episode was talking about your desires are your guides. I'm, I'm not drawn to coaching men specifically. Catherine is. This is a reminder, like what you were drawn to, what you're like, oh God, you know what I'd really love to do is your sacred work. I've never been drawn to be an accountant. I have coached a few men. It's it's fine, but it's not like, I'm like, bring me the ladies, the non-binary humans, the men who are here to support us and no one else. <laughs> Catherine is like, give me your men. They need love. They need support. I got both in coaching. And a shark tooth necklace. <laughs> it's brilliant. It also reminds me to circle back because I'm guessing some of you listening like noticed the dip in my voice as I was reading. I'm like, oh, right. I forgot about that. So the old acquaintance friend who I think Catherine remembered hearing the story, this person is a coach, is a certified coach and is like, I'm, I coach people to freedom. And when I met them, they had left working for the prison system. And of course, we're like, I could never work there because I coach people to freedom and I hate the prison system. And I, Serena Hicks, loathe the prison system. If I can do one thing before I die, it's take it down. That is a sidebar I will not go into other than I hate it. So imagine my disappointment when years later, they're like, oh, I took a job at the prison system again, or it's a company that serves the prison system. And I was like, what? And they're like, well, I'm not selling a lot of coaching. And granted, it just sucks because I know that they have true, true, true coaching magic to offer. And yet they were unwilling to go through the, um, again, it's a spiritual experience to learn how to be an entrepreneur, to learn how to make and receive and sell coaching. So they got a job that ultimately supports literally the prison industrial complex while they're trying to sell coaching that's about freedom and they're not selling coaching and they're very confused. And I'm like, this is incongruent. You can't work for the industrial prison complex and then be like, I can coach you on freedom. Like completely incongruent. It's like if someone worked for big pharma and was like, I'm a holistic health coach. Like you technically both can be true. I am not anti-pharmaceuticals. They've saved my life. So I'm into them, but I'm also like, but one sort of cancels the other out. So thank you for referencing that in that email. Cause I remember that caught my attention. I was like, yeah, I don't talk about that a lot because it's tender. And like, they might be listening to this and they might, they probably are not. But even if they are, it's like, it's not about a call out. It's about a, like, it's just completely incongruent. You can't tell people I'll coach you to freedom when you are clearly, clearly, clearly not free and receive money from incarceration. So you, Catherine, especially coaching men, especially in leadership positions so often being like, it's all in to go big. It does make sense that those are the men who will find their way into coaching with you. Yes. What are you most excited about having done this? 
I am so excited to get to know the new me. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about future self and who are we becoming. And I'm her now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to, to experience that. I so feel like the old me has shed. And so it's like opening my eyes wider to the world now. It's so, so gorgeous. Um, I was talking about you in the boom, boom room earlier. I don't think I named you, but just so you know, someone was saying something about, um, oh, I wish I could quote them exactly, but basically they were like, they were, they were afraid. They were in fear and like, will this ever work out? Maybe it won't work out because I feel so bad right now. So it can't work out because I have all this fear. And then like they sold their first ever 10K coaching practice. And, um, and I was like, right. And they were like, oh, I keep forgetting that. And I was laughing because I was talking about, it. I was like, mm, I'm a podcast with my, okay, maybe I did name your name, Catherine. But like, one of the things from our phone call yesterday that I was laughing was like, you were like, you know, it wasn't that hard. And I'm like, stop it. I have, I, I have witnessed your brain immediately upon crossing the finish line. You're like, I'm future me. And like, everything's good has forgotten. I'm going to argue 70% of really challenging times that you supported yourself in getting through. So I just like want to mention that for everyone. Like Catherine has not spoken a lot to like, it was terrifying. And I'm like, I think it's just a healthy part of the human brain loves to be like, it wasn't that hard as soon as we do the thing. What is up with that? Dude, nobody would, everyone would be an only child. If, if brains yes. could remember, everyone would be an only child. Yeah. No one would ever divorce and remarry. Like, I think it's a part of the brain that like perpetuates the human population is that like when something is really challenging, you forget most of it. Yes. I experienced so much fear leading up to sending the email and like making the commitment that mm -hmm. it felt that there was less on the other side of that because that was sort of like the white noise of it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yes, a part of it was showing up for coaching and reaching out to coach friends and mm -hmm. just asking for right before I even kicked off and sent the first two emails, I reached out for peer coaching and said to a master boo, I just need 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Can you get on the phone? And mm. of course she was amazing and followed up and asked it about it the whole time. I also just want to point out just to make sure you're seeing this and other people are seeing this, how you have taken care of yourself, supported yourself, not just placing yourself in a lush ecosystem of support with this new mastermind, or even this last one that just wrapped up. But like you just said, reaching out to a master booth, you got 10 minutes. I need support. Like proactively lovingly proactively asking for and making sure you give yourself support there's such a lack of i need to figure this out on my own so of course you created 20k in a couple of weeks and put yourself in <laughs> a very i think going to be an amazing small group mastermind like you did all of this you are now that person and it literally started with you providing excellent support and care to yourself. Can't so good. do this alone. Nobody can, right? Nobody it's can. The patriarchy has the illusion of like independence. I'm like, nothing is built solo. Nothing. No way. No way. I'm like, why would we want to? That's a separate conversation. But like, why would we want to? I'm like, we're pack animals, connection, humanity. Hello? Two more questions for you, Catherine. What's the one thing you want to remember from this that you've done? No matter the outcome, asking can bring you closer to somebody. Oh my God, so beautiful. And who are you now? Mature is the word that keeps coming up. Ooh. A maturing happened through this. And mm -hmm. I'm a person with much more conviction, maturity, and courage. Oh, it's so good. And me being me, I'm like, no, I think that courage and conviction and maturity were always there. You called them forward. Mm. Like you tapped into resources that lived in you. The way we like tap for oil down here in Texas, you tapped in to resources. 
It has been beautiful to behold. Thank you for such vulnerability and sharing so generously with everyone. Um, if people want to find you, which they should, you generally coach men, but also for those who are like, must follow all of the socials or want to be on Catherine's email list, how can they find you? Perfect. Find it all on my Instagram at Kath Brooks, K-A-T-H-B-R-O-O-K-S. Send me a DM. Say hi. Dude, say hi and be like, okay, here's my favorite part, please. And DM me too with this information. But I'm like, if you're going to DM Kath Brooks, please be like, here's my favorite learning or here's my favorite thing. Like, let's keep the love fest going. Catherine, thank you for being such an example of what's possible. Thank you for being a part of the Big Happy Money Mastermind. Thank you for being a part of the Holy Wow Mastermind. Thank you for being a part of the Boom Boom Room. If you're listening to this, you are invited to join us in the Boom Boom Room. Go to serenahicks.com for more information. And certainly as I record this, I am still enrolling for the Holy Wow Mastermind. So if that might be for you, get your sweet cheeks either an application in or just send me a message and be like, I'm super interested. What are next steps? 20K pay in full. We start January 9th. We will be in New York City together on January 11th. That would be 111. And I love, I saw like, I think it's Conscious Mother on Instagram. She's also in Austin. And she was like, it's a super manifestation portal. I'm like, of course it is. It's when we begin our work together. I'm that smart. Mostly I was looking at 111, you guys. But we will be in New York January 11th, 12th, and 13th. And then we spend five months together. It is going to be special for lack of better terminology i'm like it's gonna be a thing so if it calls to you let me know guys thank you for being here Catherine. we're not supposed to talk about money the way we just did we are not so i just want to say thank you for being like we're gonna, we're gonna talk openly we're gonna show people how it's done not just for tech bros it's not just for people to run the banks it's not for everyone, but sharing your experience, um, it just illuminates. And it lights me up so much how much love you have let into your life in this process. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to stretch at this great, great way. There's not another program that I know I would have been so into. Mm, thank you it's almost like proper pricing is not just for us it's for our clients almost Mm. like that (laughs) it's almost like that if you're listening we're doing a proper pricing workshop or workshop plural in january in the boom boom room so if you're not in get your sweet ass in in the training modules and we will be talking proper pricing it is definitely not about you it is about you and your client's experience and um you know this is different experiences for different people like some people the 20k is like done not interesting and for other people it was a stretch and both parties all parties get to stretch in our own ways in different ways all right i love you i mean it i'll talk to you guys later bye hey holy well money changes the world and it starts with you yes you are you already ready for even more If you want to like make out with these learnings, I want you to get on my email list at serenahicks.com right now. And if you like "Mm, are ready to get married with these learnings and want more, 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 get your sweet cheeks into the boom, boom room where all of the other change maker cool kids are all ready, lighting the world on fire with even more of their sacred work that they are getting paid holy wow money for. You'll find all the information at serenahicks.com forward slash boom. Love you. Mean it. Bye.